presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, a sports gambling podcast by betters for betters, connecting you with the brightest, sharpest, and most electric personalities in all the sports gambling industry. So as always, pull up a chair, open up your mind, and get ready to receive knowledge you won't find anywhere else. We can't thank you enough for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. This is Wise Words. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and beautiful gambling people joining us for the premiere, season two, episode number one of the Wise Words podcast. I am your humbled, hyped, honored, and always handicapping host, Colton, Captain Colt Sroka, and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by and get some of the best knowledge and insights on the market from some of the brightest, sharpest, and wisest names in all of the sports gambling industry. Now, my friends, I know you enjoyed season one. We had 10 electric guests. We have 10 more electric guests planned for season number two. The first man to kick things off for us here today I can't even believe we have the opportunity to have him on. I am so excited to have a 30 to 45 minute conversation with him that I don't even want to hesitate or delay. So I'm going to get right on into it here, my friends. First things first, we got to bring on the second man that always joins me on this here podcast, also joins me on the Talk in the Line pod every Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. You know him around these parts as the man, the myth. The degenerate gambling legend, and oh, let's not forget he came in a little bit too quick, but that's all right. The TTL resident cheese had himself, Mr. Riley, Armags, Magnuson. Hey, partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, I am juiced to be back for season two of Wise Words. It's a huge sports week around the uh, sports landscape, whether you're eating turkey on Thursday watching this Mm. or consuming it Wednesday, Friday, over the weekend, doesn't matter. We've got a hell of a sports week coming up, but man, I, like you, am as excited to get talking to today's guest and the next 10 guests uh, nonetheless, but today especially, man, I'm getting ready to get rocking and rolling on today's episode, my friend. Absolutely. We will not uh, hesitate. Yeah, you said, hey, it's uh, Turkey Week. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you if you're watching this on Wednesday or on Thursday. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, that follow, that like button, wherever you're consuming this episode of the Wise Words Pod. That way you never miss an episode again. I got nothing else, my friend. Anything from your side of the picture, sir? No, sir. I guess I do have to uh, give the caveat over the last 10 weeks or so. I've said a uh, nice victory Monday, chat as far as time of recording. I can't say the same this week for my pack. But, hey, the train's going to steam along the tracks. No worries. we got another 10 we, episodes I can gloat about, so I'm not too concerned over here. We kick off season two of the show, and now all of a sudden <laughs> your pack starts losing? Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. I won't give it to you too much. Let's bring in the first guest for season two of Wise Words. Now, my friends... I don't need to do all of this, but I always will, and I don't need to preface it with this, but he is yet another legend in the sports gambling and sports gambling media industries. 
He's a man that I have looked up to. I've told him this, and I know I can speak for Mags as well. I've looked up to him for a long time in the industry, and I am so incredibly honored that he is giving us 30 to 45 minutes of his hard-earned time. We will forever be grateful for that. He's a man that has held jobs on both sides of the counter, but now he tends to find himself on the good side of the counter, making plays, moving lines, and creating content in the sports gambling industry. My friends, his work has been featured in and on ESPN, Fox, CNBC, CBS, Yahoo Sports, The New York Times, Gaming Today, and many other major publications and media outlets. He is currently a wager talk sports betting expert that's going on his eighth official straight documented year of beating the books and turning a profit. He is also the owner of TheBigMoves.com, your home for proven long-term winning premium sports picks. And oh, let us not forget, last but not least, my friends, but you know me, my personal favorite. He is the on-air host, one of the on-air hosts for the UFC On The Line, Dana White's Contender Series, and all major UFC gambling content with co-host Brendan Fitzgerald, Michael the Count Bisbing, and Paul the Irish Dragon Felder, just to name a few. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my absolute honor and pleasure to welcome in professional sports better and handicapper with over 20 plus years of experience in the industry the leader of the not fucking around crew the las vegas ace the vegas runner and the greek gambler himself my friends mr yanni the greek Corrales. wow welcome in I don't even know if I could fill those shoes. I'm like, whoever that guy is, I just want to hang out for a little bit and see who he likes tonight. I just want to pay Let's you back go. those bets. Now, I appreciate that. Seriously, it, 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 I, I'm almost speechless, and that's so rare for me because that was really so so nice of you to, to bring so much of that past history up. And I there's things I'm proud of, things I'm not proud of in this industry. You know, I've been in it for so long. And uh, to just get to this point, again, I'm very grateful. And everything I have, every uh, material possession and, and most of the, the knowledge I have that even helps me in day-to-day life has come to me from the sports betting industry. Any chance I have to help move it forward or give back, I'll always do it. And if that means helping create content, from uh, someone that finally learned how to win because I've been in this for like 20 plus years, bro. I didn't win all the time. I lost <laughs> yeah, yeah. for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that, that's another story altogether. Hey, we'll get into but, that rabbit hole too. I mean, exactly, we got plenty of time. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on again. Absolutely. And uh, man, again, the introduction was beautiful. And my role with the UFC as the first sports better to have a UFC contract. I joke about that all the <laughs> time, go. but it is true. Uh, yeah, love I, I love that, man. And I love how they've embraced sports betting. They were yeah. first, yeah. everyone else is doing it. And that's just moving forward. And guys like you are helping do that. So thanks for having me on, man. Thank you. Hey, the pleasure is all ours, my friend. I uh, told Mags pre-show that I am just so excited to talk to you, man. We have uh, we've been following you forever and honestly cannot wait to kind of hear your story. Obviously, get some of your wise words. You see it down there. And again, the pleasure is all ours. I'm sure we have plenty of rabbit holes and a lot to learn about the legendary Greek gambler. So 
let's get right on into it, my friend. First things first, um, pretty basic question. How'd you get your start in the sports gambling industry and a little bit of a two-parter? What's the biggest change you've seen in the industry since then? I'm a product of environment um, and, and a product of situation, meaning I grew up in, in, in Philadelphia and, and then right outside of Philadelphia. The guys that came from where I grew up with, so you understand, the group, the animals, they were behind the Dunahee scandal. The group that moved all that money behind the NBA, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, line move, you know, let's call it what it was for yeah, a decade. Yeah. Right. I grew up in that neighborhood. Um, the Don Best line service, yeah. the original creator of the Don Best line service from our neighborhood. So it's I'm a product of my environment. And believe it or not, my goal was to go into finance I in school and all of that. And I was just starting bookmaking in my teens mm. as a way to earn some extra income because I worked in this deli where the guy was actually a bookie <laughs> and he had taught me to start taking bets from friends and from school as mm. a side hustle. And it wasn't like a career move for me. Make a long story short, right a year before I was going to graduate high school, my father passed away. Everything changed for me. Mm. Like, you know, you go from being a kid to being a man overnight mm -hmm. sure. from someone guiding you to new, you now having to guide yourself. Mm. And like I said, the, the options started changing mm. and leading me towards the direction of, I, I want it now and today. And that direction is schools, a long time discipline and things that right now in my life, it just wasn't the direction I was going to go. The sports betting door was wide open because sure. of where I was from. Sure. And I dove in head first, like, because I, I like, I was already doing it and I enjoyed it and I had a passion for it. Cause I had a passion for numbers. And like I said, I wanted to do markets and mm. that's the thing I loved about money and economics. And so it, it, it made sense right. that I got involved with sports betting when that opportunity opened up and been a love affair since i've done nothing else except for a couple side jobs along the way when i went sure, broke sure. other than that you know when to replenish bankrolls but otherwise right, it's been right. nothing but sports betting seriously um now it's 30 plus years every sure. single day every right. day and for um at least 25 every day i mean like awesome. every single day sport of waking up looking at lines and doing my stuff. And then the next morning, looking at results, doing the same thing over and over and over again. That's how it's been the whole time. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Hey, we both have cats too. It's all good. Love to hear it. <laughs> so... I, have to, I have to throw water to stop her, dude. That's the only it. way. We both have them too. It's all right. <laughs> hey. I, I love her. She's senile and I don't know what to do. But she's like 17. I swear, hey, and still kicking, baby. Me, still dude, kicking. There's a part of me that's like, just go to the light, walk to the light, <laughs> just embrace it, baby, embrace it. Hey, but then there's so, another part of me that's like, you know, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? To hang on for dear right. life, I'd be doing the same thing. <laughs> right. I love animals. That's my weakness. So please don't, don't hey. mistake that as me being cruel to animals. No that's problem at all. Tears, and she's like three rooms away. She just had to hear the water hit the ground. That's all she needed. Absolutely love it, Yanni. We would not have an episode of the Wise Words Pod any other way. <laughs> Honestly, I love um, how you how you kind of started that and where you went because 
that's what we try to do with um, our daily show. We obviously have this, and then obviously the wise, this Wise Words pod as well. It's just bring sports gambling out of the darkness and into the light and what it is, and, and even funny moments like this. Like, hey, we're real human beings. Like, yeah, we spend <laughs> yeah. time diving into the lines. Right. We, we do this more than the average bear, and, and obviously we give out the picks and everything, but we're real human beings at the end of the day, and we love that's why we love doing Wise Words because not only can we get Wise Words about gambling and insights there, but also knowledge and insights about life, like you said, too, from somebody like you. So I got plenty of questions on that. If you didn't know, I'm the resident TTL UFC guy. I can't wait to go down a few rabbit holes there. I will yield back for a brief moment and kick it on over to my partner, my pal. What do you got over there? Well, Yanni, I'm curious, as far as the changes that have happened, obviously, the last five years, let alone the last 20 What's been the biggest difference as far as, I mean, obviously if you're successful, better, but everyone has losses and it's impossible to avoid. What's the biggest differences as far as dealing with the heat from losses, whether that's someone who maybe doesn't understand how frequent you lose. Obviously now it's a lot of just Twitter, you know, reactions. Was it ever actually dangerous for you 20 years ago when people, you know, weren't the typical Twitter person and actually putting large, large sums of money down 20 years ago? 110%. 110%. I overbet my bankroll like everybody else. I, I lost money I couldn't afford. I, I got in the debt um, that I, I shouldn't have. Uh, um, quick story, I, before I graduated high school, I was in debt to a bookie $17,500 and I didn't have a job. So how does, accept, how does a, a, a kid pre-18 know a bookie 17 grand? A bookie shouldn't let a 17-year-old get in, a, in that kind of hole with them because how are you going to pay them? Right. But that's just uh, inexperienced bookmaker <laughs> at the time who didn't know the game yet either. Cause how you going to mm-hmm. get 17 grand from a 16 year old kid that don't have a job. Gracious. Good luck with that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, even then coming here in Vegas where it's cash up, um, mm-hmm. there were definitely times where I, I overbet my bankroll where, you know, you're like, I'm going to save this 10 grand and I'm going to bet the right way. At that mm-hmm. time I was thinking, Oh, I could just bet $500 a game forever. All I got to do is save up 10, 20 grand. I'll never go that cold. You know, that's just impossible. That's not going to happen. Right. You right. lose four or five games. Now you got to replenish that bankroll. That 500 game starts turning into a thousand a game, 3000 a game, mm-hmm. you know, that's right. happened to all of us. Right. Um, the one thing I'm going to stress, honestly, and this is for, because I was the worst at it. That's why it took me this long. I, I, I want to inspire people that if I can do it, anyone can do it. Mm. I am not a, 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 a quant. I'm not a, a math genius. I love math. I love numbers, but I'm not, uh, I'm no, yeah, I didn't go to MIT and sure. no, nothing like that. Um, so I, I learned everything here on the strip, on the streets, and from mm. winning betters. Mm. And even when I learned how to win, I didn't know how to profit. Mm-hmm. That's something you're going to have to do on your own. I could try to, like, I try to teach. Mm. I try to point people in the right direction. But risk management is a topic each individual has to tackle themselves right Mm -hmm. it's it's a reflection of who you are in your life sure meaning the risk management i have today is so different than the risk management of just 10 years ago Mm. of 20 years ago it's a whole different person i mean i had to get to this maturity level where no game no day no week no month no even year is going to change my lifestyle i could lose for the next 12 months 
and my lifestyle will not change. My family right. will have no idea whether I'm winning or losing. Right. But right. it took very long time to get to that type of discipline of risk management mm. to where I know so little of my bankrolls allocated each day. Right. So little is at risk. And I know my edge is so great that as long as I, I place enough bets and there's enough time, I'm going to be ahead that, that, that I'll always be within a standard deviation to solve my bank. Like I'm never that terrified because I don't over bet mm -hmm. it. Right. So I, right. I'm never worried about like losing sleep over it. Would I lose sleep over today? Honestly, I swear to you not to sound like a nice guy that I know that betters that I, I could actually help mm. save them the headaches that I had. Like I had sleepless nights. I had, I was, I had the, the, the prayer just hit that field goal. And I swear God, I'll never bet again <laughs> sure, tonight. Sure. Like that kind of money on yeah. the line. You yeah. Know? Right. I, I want people to avoid that, avoid mm. losing marriages and houses and not even that, even that intense, just right. relationships. Right. Like stuff like you miss out on if you have that kind of stresses stuff sure. young kids shouldn't have those kind of stresses sure but again that's what i what bothers me the most today what i worry about the most today is that i know there's so many betters out there that just aren't are going to go down the they're going to have to go down that same road i did mm. because they're just not going to listen to me unfortunately right. they're gonna have to learn it on themselves because i see it they gravitate to the 99 percent that tells them what they want to hear they don't come to the 1% that actually is telling them the way it is. And right. I see like that in every market. When I finally got some money, I got into other markets. Now I'm into crypto markets. And I see the same thing. The same mentality makes money in every market. The mm. guys that are disciplined and patient. Markets are created to steal wealth from the impatient and transfer it to the patient. That's all they're created to do. And mm. you see it in every market. And the guys that get wiped out in crypto are the same guys that would get wiped out in sports, would get wiped out in anything else. You know why? Because they're leveraging 10x, they're leveraging 100x, 200x. Why? Because 100% gains ain't enough for them. 200% gains ain't enough. They want to take $1,000 and turn it into a million. They don't realize that every successful person that didn't have it handed to them, meaning hereditary or married into it, had to work for it. Go right. find mm -hmm. some videos of mine from 10, 15 years ago and look, I, heck, I'm probably embarrassed of stuff I was saying. <laughs> like if you don't cringe at your past self, you have any bomb. Right, right. And, Absolutely. And like to me, like that's the biggest thing I've learned along the way. But what what I, I learned the most is that people are people mm. and the same faults and disciplines that we lack, whether it's in sports betting, get, you see it in every other market. Like mm. I said, the same guys that are losing there are losing here. The same guys that are winning there are winning here, very few. And I've, like I said, I've been here in Vegas over 20 years. I've watched the, a perfect example, the poker craze blow up. Mm. When I got here, Daniel Negrano was writing for Card Player Magazine, following yeah. card players around. Right, yeah playing micro stakes. <laughs> right. Now you're seeing them with millions of dollars throwing them around like that. That though guys that got there, like what I always say, if you can't win with thousand dollars, you're not winning with a million. Sure. Right. Don't think that's your problem. Your bank sure. is not right. your problem. <laughs> sure. You're your problem. Yeah. Like you're, right. The only thing that's not your problem is, is your bankroll. 
if you can't win with a hundred bucks, you're not winning with a thousand or ten thousand mm -hmm. or a hundred thousand. Sure. Like if you can't win penny stakes, you ain't winning one five, ten twenty, or one thousand five thousand. Absolutely. That you have to evolve up that ladder. That's right. just how it is in everything. 100%. So again, not to go off rants, forgive me, I people. Like no, I, I, I just I love <laughs> everything I have is from sports betting. Yeah. I love and it. I, I I I I made every mistake. Like real quick, I have to share this because I'll forget yeah. it. And I hey, never even keep it, keep it going. With the, you. the name of the show, Yanni, is Wise Words. This is exactly what we do you. it for. I can't believe I'm gonna it. share this story. I have I never shared this go. story. Honestly, I was gonna share this on the show I do with Kelly and Marco and Benham on them last week when we were talking about mistakes and I saved it. I, we I, get it first. All say, right. This is a true story. Every morning when I open up my closet. You yeah. know what I have hanging in there? It's a Set. fur coat, a black mink coat with my name engraved in it. Mm. Because I bought that coat when I lived in a row house. And everything I had was in my pocket. I, I, my, like, I lived like I should have had a coat like that when <laughs> I shouldn't awesome. have. That's yeah. how dumb I was. Yeah. And wow. I made sure for the wow. rest of my life, I, dude, I carried that coat with me from every house that I moved and I make sure I hang it in every closet to remind me of how stupid I once was. <laughs> and I was actually so awesome. willing to spend money on a coat that cost as much as almost the house I was living in probably. I love it. I love it. Like how foolish can you be? <laughs> and then you could blame anyone wow. else for why you don't have money a week later. You could I, blame the sport, the game you picked, the book. You could blame anyone else except you for that choice you made. So I, I, I swear to God, I keep that coat in my in my closet every morning when I go to get dressed. I see it, and I, not that I look at it every day, but every once in a while, it, it pops out, and it's a reminder. It's tough to miss. Of, of, don't get too confident. You're not that smart. You were right. that dummy that bought that jacket. You're yeah, that dummy that, that bought that, that and big black mink staring. Hey, that's sure to get your name engraved in. <laughs> right. I love and, it. And, and, I and, absolutely and, love it. Yeah, and and had nothing. Like I didn't have houses. Hey, I didn't had have a black mink coat. I didn't coat. have a bunch of. Shit. I didn't have equity in in businesses. I didn't have property. I didn't yeah. have stock. I didn't have nothing. I had a coat, dude. I love it. And a bankroll in my pocket, and I thought I was the man. Living the life, living the exactly. dream. Exactly. So I absolutely love it. I don't. I made every mistake in the book, guys. Please, <laughs> I'm not coming to you from a guy who's telling you I'm smarter than right, you. Right. I'm coming from a guy who's telling you I'm dumber than you. And yet, look, I made it after coming here with 600 bucks and not knowing anyone. Yeah. And that's not to brag. Sure. That's that. That's no, to I love inspire that. you. I love that. that. If I 100%. can do it, anyone can do it. But I had to eventually look in the mirror hmm. and take stock in what I was doing. Sure. And as far as to become a winning better, I knew what I was doing wrong. Just like I knew why I was 240 pounds at one time. Yeah, sure. It was because I liked eating pizza, eating <laughs> cheesesteak, smoking weed, and sure. watching games. Sure. And that's what someone who weighs 240 pounds is going to look like. Sure. Now I eat yogurt. I only <laughs> eat meat once a month. I, I freaking walk or run. You know what I mean? So I'm not that I am only enjoy now. CBD. Now I look like now I look like I, I, or feel like a, a, an in shape human being. Sure. Like, again, not I to love knock. It. I love it. People that because again, I I fight my demons every day. 
sure. but we got to take responsibility for some of our mm. actions yeah. and realize we can make the changes. It's like, I, again, I don't mean to go off these rants, but I no. keep right in no. front of me a Marcus Aurelius quote, mm. which is you could be good today, yet you choose to be tomorrow. Meaning you could change right now, right now. You could decide right now that I'm going to do it. Instead, I'm going to start my diet on New Year's. I'm going to start betting right after this game. I'm not going to start putting parlays anymore after this one. No, mm. no, start today. Mm. You could choose to be good today, but instead we choose to be tomorrow. Don't. Choose to be it. good today. I and love good it. shit's going to happen to you. Or else keep rolling the dice and, and hope that the riches <laughs> are all going to come at once. That's what I did. And I was 40 years old, looked in the mirror, and I was still broke. You hey. know what I mean? And time was catching up. And I was realizing yeah. you need to change what you're doing or you're going to keep hoping that the sky's going to open up one day and drop this big score on you because <laughs> the gambling gods owe it to you for the right. time you put in. <laughs> nah, they don't owe you shit, dude. Right. The only thing they owe you is a spanking and a ride back home <laughs> on Greyhound. I've been here so long. I've seen a lot of people turn around quickly that came with a lot of dreams. I love it. Wow. Yanni, holy shit. You just answered three questions I could have asked in succession. That is probably the best answer that we could have possibly asked in the longest time. The rabbit holes, the stuff, that is what we're known for at Talk of the Line. I know I joked with you pre-show. We always say, take the over. Hey, we say 30, 45 minutes. Sometimes we get a little windier, and I love where you went there, my friend. I mean, not to steal your, your thunder on your question, partner, but I mean, every single rabbit hole we could have possibly hit in there, you absolutely did. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. I mean, even from a life perspective. So I think we still got plenty more good stuff to dish out. So a little bit more in um, the direction of betting on a day-to-day -day basis, some betting insights, stuff along that lines. I kind of want to start in NFL and then maybe a little college basketball and then some UFC too. Um, wrap up, wrap up obviously with a little bit of UFC. So um, as far as the NFL goes, this has really been one of the craziest seasons we've seen in a long, long, long time. Uh, time of recording Monday, me and Riley both had your Cowboys yesterday. We were super hyped on them. All of a sudden now they can't play and now the Kansas City Chiefs are awake. We have no idea what's going on, so we turn to experts like you and hopefully <laughs> uh, experts like us someday as well. What's some key trends, either good or bad, that you've been able to draw so far from this season and, and maybe we can start taking note of as we wrap up, well, get really into the second half of the season here? I'm going to tell you one thing I, I say to all betters that ask, like, what are some of the, the things you look at the most? Um, what are some key signals, mm -hmm. like we say, you know, mm -hmm. that make you point you in, in, in certain directions, right? It's going to change what you have to remember. And, and there's why a lot of betters make mistakes because in, in sports betting history rhymes, it doesn't repeat. Mm. And when we, we follow line moves, we follow how the, the, the market reacts and we're looking for patterns that mm. match and that's not going to happen because history rhymes when it comes to markets. It doesn't repeat because markets react based on money, volume, mm. and who's betting it. And it's not always going to be the same amount at the same time from the same people. Right. So the market's never right. always going to look the same. 
So what I tell betters all the time, you're, you, you're not going to have a checklist that you think you're going to be able to look in on the board and say, this is what I'm looking for. These three teams fall in it. That's it. My job's done. Right. Their job on the other side of the counter, okay, what you have to remember is to manage risk. Mm. That's where you gain your edge. That's what, this is the, like, I'm giving you actionable advice right now. I love it. This I love isn't. It. This is theory. This is actionable advice. What you have to remember if you're betting NFL, their job on the other end of the counter isn't to predict outcomes. It's to manage risk because so much money is being bet that if they manage risk correctly, they're guaranteed a profit week after week, year after year, regardless of outcome. Hmm. How do I know? Because if you look, at the sportsbook results, you'll notice every single month for the last seven or eight years, they've turned the profit except for one or two. One was during the COVID year and one was mm -hmm. an anomaly. Right, right. Why, how are they able to do that? By managing risk, not by predicting outcomes. And that's what betters who bet NFL make the mistake of doing. Mm. They're trying to predict the outcome of the game. And Nothing could be further from what you're really trying to do as a sports better. I'm not trying to get real deep here, but the, the reason most sports, most sports fans, most sports bet, why 99% of sports betters lose money hmm. is because they were sports fans first. Hmm. I would take someone from who has a background in risk management and tell you they have a, a, a 10x better chance of being a winning sports better than someone that watches games right. that has watched every sport for the last 50 years. That because they're two different things. When right. you're betting NFL, you have to remember you're betting into a market. Right now, what you were asking, any teams, any trends, any that stuff has doesn't have relevance going forward. Those mm. are all lagging indicators. They're not leading indicators, meaning we're talking about the past. And the reason we all talk about that stuff is because that's all we know how to talk about. Meaning, I don't, I don't want to knock the industry, Hello. but we know for a fact that 99% of sports bettors have negative lifetime earnings. Sure. We know for a fact over 99% of sports bettors today are losing bettors. Mm -hmm. The sports books put this data out. It's not me making it up. Right. These are publicly traded companies. I've lived here for over 20 years. <laughs> right. Like the data's out there. It's not like these aren't my numbers. Right. They, they're <laughs> telling you this. Exactly. So the, the problem is that the content that people are absorbing is coming from this 99% that loses. Mm. So we're all re they're repeating the same things. Right, and we're not right. looking. You want you want me to tell you what to look for at NFL? Here, I'm going to tell you right now. Bottom passing success rate. You want to find out what the best teams are in the NFL? You want to bet? Offensive passes success rate. That has one of the highest R-squared correlations to victory. It's a 0 .3, 0 .331 correlation to actually winning football games. Why does no one talk about that? Because it's A, boring. 
B, not but you're speaking my language. Point three three one correlation. <laughs> I'm losing my mind over here. Keep it rocking. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Expected points added has a point two five two correlation mm. to victory mm. in NFL. Those mm -hmm. are metrics we should be looking at and talking about if you want to pick some winners. Now, I probably shouldn't even be sharing that. I'm going to get some sharp guys like I always do in my DMs. Ace, why did you put that out there? Ace, why did you say that? Like when hey. I put out that teaser video about you shouldn't bet teasers unless it's A, B, or C. That's sure. it. Sure, I yeah. got so many DMs by wannabe sharps and sharp. They're sharp guys sharp, that were like, yeah. dude, you can't be, what do you teach? You know, you're going to, you're going to make it harder on the rest of us to win. Like, really, bro? Like, if I do a video about doing sit-ups, you're worried about the whole world walking around with six-packs? Is that your problem? Is that what you're concerned about? Uh, every better on the planet no longer betting teasers just because yeah, Yanni yeah, said because, so. Yeah, because I, I said it. Absolutely. Because I said, absolutely. you know what? The only, the only time you should bet teasers is this: if it goes through three, six, and seven. Sure. Or, and you should never put in a parlay unless it's correlated, which is never going to happen. So just get that out of your vocabulary. <laughs> no one's going to listen to me anyway. Right. So right. stop DMing me. Please stop DMing <laughs> me and telling me to not make people sharp. You're not going to lose your edge. No one's right. going to go out there and do the work. Relax. Right. Absolutely. Um, the Absolutely. few are. There is the 1% of you that are. And that's who I'm talking to. I love you. And I thank you for your support. And that's who I'm here for. Um, because... I, I do want to point you in the right direction. That's why I brought that up. And this mm. isn't a rant. This isn't ace going off. This is the truth. You asked me about NFL. How do you win and bet in NFL? There's not a trend of a bet this team coming off a loss or the, the, mm. that. Like I, tr you could find that for anything. If if I put in enough factors, I'll find a hundred percent trend for whatever I want. Sure. Um, that it doesn't. Again, unless there's a, a reason for it to continue, it doesn't matter. Mm. But you want to. Focus on NFL, focus on passing success rate. We know that has one, like other than uh, turnovers, which are almost impossible to predict, that's right. the highest correlation to victory. Focus on the on the passing success rate offensively and defensively, at least get to that level. Right. And then look at expected points added, get to that level. Mm -hmm. I know, I get it, it's not fun, but if you <laughs> wanna be the handicapper and win, that's what it takes sure. or else get, access to information either someone that wins and i'll tell you this because i'm in the industry 99 percent of us who sell picks lose money long term just like 99 percent of betters do it's not like this right. industry is full of winners i can right. promise you that right. so your <laughs> your chances of finding a winner to piggyback are very slim in this industry there's very few out there because it's a different art it's, it's hard enough to win for yourself but then to be able to to then pass that information on and have it still be valuable, mm. that's another art in itself. It's right. almost like for stockbrokers. I know because of this industry, I've met a bunch of hedge fund guys, sure. and none of them could help me, can give me any, <laughs> can, they can't give me any tips. You know why? Because they're like, Ace, we have to front run you every time. Sure. Meaning they got to get down and move their money before they could tell me anything. Right. So the whole right. the value's been extracted. Sure, exactly. we can tell you to bet, take the company afterwards and it's probably still going to go up some more because people are going to piggyback it on momentum but the value has gone after we bought it right and sports is the exact same thing right um so it's it's what i'm telling you is if you want to win you're either going to have to find an edge by getting digging into data 
advanced metrics, stuff that's very difficult, predictive mm. modeling. Mm. And I, I, that's not me. It, I, right. I mean, I, I, I'm very, I'm on the outskirts of it. Um, right. You know, I dabble in it, but like I said, that's not me. I don't have that MIT background. Sure. Um, so you, you, you have that option. You have the option, like I said, of getting a service that wins. There, like, that's even fewer of those out there. Um, or like what, what else can you really do to be a, a, a winning sports better? You're not going to get there by being a sports fan. If you think right. you need to consume more sports, that's not your problem. <laughs> like you need to consume less sports and put that time into actually work that is going to produce right. winners. That's Absolutely. not watching games. Absolutely. That's digging into the boring shit. Yeah. Like I always show what it's Let's funny go. when we go to the we go to the UFC for the production meetings uh -huh. and thank God that the producer is that both produce top producer guys are sharp right they, they, they know sports batting sure thank god for that <laughs> yeah you know? so they understand right that, how hard it is to win and the fact that i've been able to win there all three seasons the show has been like they 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 appreciate that and realize so like they, they know the work it takes and that they realize because of my lack of knowledge of MMA, mm. they know, like, I don't know the names like they do. I don't know the gyms. Like, they realize that, wow, this guy, like, his thesis is playing out. It isn't about knowing the sport. It's about knowing sports betting in the markets. How did I prove that? Because you put me across from 10 different world champions. None of them are going to beat me in sports betting. You put me in with the odds maker, I'm doing better. Like sure. I'm a, that's what I do. Hey, I've and, cashed plenty of Yanni the Greek tickets on a no, Dana White contender series. No, 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 no. Hey, here's what I was getting with that. When we go to the production meeting, I have two sets of notes. One, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. one. Here we go this. behind the scenes. I love this. it. This is my math. I tell them, this is just one page for each event. This is the math behind every fight. Wow. MMA I love because I do all my own metric, all my own work. That's awesome. And I say, this is, this took me about 30 minutes to an hour to mm. do a whole card. I'm not into it. Now I have, I'm so set up with MMA. Oh my God. That's all I want to do eventually. Yeah, I love um, it. I love it. It takes me an hour to do my picks. Mm. And then it takes me five to six hours to do my notes mm. to justify my picks. Right. Because this stuff is too boring and advanced but this is what matters right not this not that, <laughs> right you know he's from this gym or he mixes his strikes well and he, you know <laughs> he, he's got a good rear naked choke and you don't think the that's not factored into the price like you're the only person that's right and you know when when all my my thesis was confirmed mm. and my suspicions were validated when i got to talk to tyron woodley when i got to talk to daniel cormier when yeah. I talked to Michael Bisping and I heard them talk about fights. Yeah. And I said, dude, I could do this for another 30 years and I'll never see what they see. Yeah. I that's can't. awesome. Right. That's awesome. It's not possible. Right. They, just like they can't see what I see in this. Right. Because they haven't done this for 20 or 30 years. Like they're two, they're different realms. Like it Absolutely. all clicked. Absolutely. They're just two different realms. You could take a professional, a world champion mixed martial artist 
but he hasn't bet his whole life. Sure. Right. So you put him in a sports book, he's not going to make money off that knowledge. It's two totally different things. Absolutely. They're two completely different Absolutely. animals. So to profit off your knowledge is a completely different skill set. And to right. profit off your knowledge of sports is in a sports book. And in sports books, you're going up against a market, against odds makers, against a built-in edge, which is a hold means we have to pay admission. Every <laughs> bet we right. place, we pay an admission for. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many odds, things stacked against us. The odds are so stacked against us right. um, that again, the chances of winning long-term are very slim. Sure. So that's why I say when you, when you guys get someone that, that, you have access to someone that actually does, or you come across, you figure out some predictive, dude, take advantage of it, use it, right? because it's so rare. I'm sure. telling you, I've been here so long, and so few people win, you'd be so surprised. And we're all looking for the holy grail. <laughs> it's yeah. not there, dude. I love it. It's not like I the one it. thing that you're going to pick locks. That's a, that's not there. It's not there. <laughs> I love it. Well, hey, we'll keep it a little uh, free yeah, and open sorry, here. Guys, no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Stop it. Quit your apologizing. We <laughs> love every minute, every moment, every second, every okay. minute of it. We absolutely love it. And we're going to keep it a little bit more open now. Usually me and Mags go back and forth, back and forth, but we're having such good, free, open conversation. I want to kind of keep it with the UFC right there. And you kind of, you almost got into where I wanted to go so let's just keep it right there now i want to talk a little bit about line movement now obviously you do the math you do everything behind it and i've talked before on this show on our daily show i love the numbers i love everything behind it because that's what matters all the fun stuff all the trends you can talk about they're from this gym or they fight at tiger muay thai and that's one of the best muay thai gyms out there you can go in circles with that but what I found is I've been able to start seeing lines. I've been able to start reading lines and I've seen certain line movements and I think, okay, sharps are hitting that side. That seems like the exact side that I need to be playing on. How much can you truly buy line movement on a UFC money line or just a UFC fight in general, or if at all, because for instance, in my mind, just before you go on, we had the Pat Sabatini versus Tucker Lutz fight this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Tucker Lutz opened up right around plus 150 as an underdog. By the time the fight started, he had been steamed up to a minus 115 mm -hmm. favorite. Blew my mind, and he still lost on the judges' scorecards. So what really can you draw from that movement, if anything? He was the sharp side. The mm. fact he lost doesn't mean he was the wrong side. Okay. Here's what you have to remember. Be, if you're going to, before you draw conclusions, make sure your sample size is big. As mm. human beings, we have a tendency of seeing patterns. That's what we do. We automatically see patterns. In fact, psychologists know it so well that here in the casinos and the casinos everywhere, if you walk by a roulette table, they put up that sign next to it where they show you the last 20 numbers that came out. You know why they do that? So you can see some type of pattern, hmm. 10 reds, 10 greens, that something's due. There's sure. no pattern. Every spin's independent of each other. There's, there's nothing you're going to gain from that. Sure. But we see it where it's not. And why I bring that up is have a big sample size. Meaning hmm. if you follow the, the, the line moves for 500 fights, then draw some conclusions. Okay. That's why don't get too excited if a system's working. 
Sure. And don't get too down on yourself when you hit a cold streak. It sure. doesn't mean right. your model's broken. Right. Like, there's going to be variance. Yeah. Like here's, but you got to pay respect to line moves because you got to ask yourself, why is a book moving a line? There's two reasons why lines move. Hmm. One, a, money gets bet, a ton of money. So they, they get one-sided and they have to move the line to try to manage risk, to attract money on the other side. Or respect, meaning this better beats us long-term. When he comes in and bets, I'm going to move my line so that other bettors like him don't see the same value and hit me on that same side. Sure. And since he usually wins, I want to be on the side with him more often than not. So let me move that line and attract money the other way. See, right. bookmakers aren't just in the business of balancing money because it's impossible to balance it on every game. They right. also want to be on the sharp side when the game tips off. That's sure. also their goal. Um, so the, you have to pay respect to line moves. The mm. difference though with MMA is what is the market rate saturated off? What, what kind of money is hitting the market? And what I mean by that is in college football, in NFL, you know that if a line's moving, unless it's a primetime game, you could conclude it's sharp money. If Miami, Ohio goes from a minus five point favorite to a minus eight point favorite, mm -hmm. goes through the key number of seven, sure. you know if there's not an injury or a suspension that it got steamed by sharp betters. Right. Now, it doesn't mean that Miami, Ohio is going to cover minus eight. It don't even mean they're going to cover minus five. Sure, but right. you can conclude someone who wins long term that they respect bet Miami, Ohio at minus five. Right now, real quickly, the math this year on college football, if you bet every game that moved three or more points, OK, mm -hmm. you are if you bet it at the opening number, you're 62 percent against the spread on almost 400 picks. You're 226, 139, and four. So wow. you're 61.9% against the spread. If you bet every college football game at the opener that ended mm. up moving more than three points. Now, what happens if you bet that same game at the closing number? You went 184, 182, and three. You're actually 50% with the juice, you lost money. So Talk you went from about being a CLV. winner from being a 62% winner, something that's astronomical, that, right. that betting yeah. syndicates can only dream of yeah. for a short amount of time. Yeah. You're not usually doing it over 400 games. No. Right. You might do it over 200. You ain't doing 62% over four or 500 picks. That's right. not happening. Right. Right. But this did. Um, <laughs> but look, if you got to the party that's late, insane. look what happens. Right. Right. All the value has been extracted. Mm. Same game. Same result. It didn't change. Same the result's teams, the right. same. Right. It's just the result for the betters are different. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm trying to explain. Mm. It's not sports. You're. It's a market. Mm. The game's exactly. irrelevant. Yeah. Look at the screen. Two right. people made the same bet. One person's a millionaire. The other dude owes his bookie money and is ducking every time he sees them. <laughs> Seriously. Right. Yeah. Right. Betting the same game. Just yeah. doing it at different times. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, it is so. That's now. No, so no, insane. sorry. Go no. Go ahead. I Keep brought going. that up to get back to MMA. 
Yeah. Sorry, I know I go no, home. I love it. I love it. I promise Absolutely. you, this is all actionable. This is stuff. I love it. I know it. I, I got notes back. for days. I know I, I got go notes for days. I have OCD. <laughs> it's, it's I do. Hey, and I go Yanni, off. we, we got obsessive. information that Kelly and that Marco didn't get access to yet. Keep it rocking yeah, and rolling, my friend. Let's so go. go. And in MMA, it's the same. But here's why you got to be cautious in MMA. You don't have the big betting syndicates as involved in MMA okay? because there's not the liquidity there they need to bet. Mm. Here's what I mean. Early on, when Bet Online puts out their number, when Five Dime puts out their number, there's a $500 limit. A right. betting syndicate knows long term. They have a 5%, 7%. I know I worked, I moved money for over 20 years. Long term, sure. they have a 5% edge on the book. They mm. know they're going to make 5 cents out of every dollar they bet. Some sports, it's higher. Some sports, it's lower. But long term, that's what we've made. I have 20 years. I, I know what they win. Right. And that's about their edge. So on a $500 bet, if they're ROI, if they have a 5% EV, that's worth $25 to them. Right. What mm -hmm. wise guy betting syndicate is going to put in the work mm. to make a bet that has EV worth 25 bucks? Not so much. they're not betting these early lines. Okay. It's guys who think they're sharp, mm. who call themselves sharp, who mm -hmm. we've anointed as sharp, mm -hmm. who are betting into okay. these early lines. Okay. We don't have, don't pay all that much attention to them as okay. more books open and you start seeing pinnacle taken. Sure. And everyone's taken and now start paying attention to that line move. Now sure. sharper guys going to bet their money because now there's liquidity. Now I could get 50,000 down. Now my 5% edge is a 25. Uh, now that 5% EV is worth $2,500. Right. I could get 50 dimes down. Right. You're going to, that's the, that's the difference in paying attention to line moves. The, 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 the negative to, to line moves is you got to be cautious piggybacking them. Sure and drawing your conclusion, like betting it just because of it. Because again, you got to remember when the value has been extracted, is it still, is, is it still, is a good it still bet? the right side? Is it right, still right. plus EV? Sure. And I always say, I live five minutes from the strip and there are thousands of people, as I say this, that are placing bad bets that are winning. Sure. They just can't do it. You can't, they can't sustain it. Right. Long so term. don't think, right because you won a bad bet that it was it was the right move that's sure. what i mean so be cautious if you're chasing line moves and you're cashing some tickets before you stamp and say that's that's how i'm going to get rich make sure you have a big enough sample before you increase bet or get too confident uh, because without a big sample size it could just be randomness because sure. as i showed when the line moves a lot of the value eventually has been extracted. And right. the one, I think the one advantage I've had in MMA that a lot of MMA fans don't and journalists and, and that whole community that may not know who I am or where I came from, mm. um, the edge I have is I have no bias, meaning I, I follow the charts. Sure. Right. And that's it if I'm betting fighter a, because the chart tells me, and if the line moves to where I now have to fight bet fighter B, that's what I'm doing. Right. 
Absolutely. That's the difference. I'm not betting right. fighters. I'm not, I'm betting numbers. I conclude mm-hmm. fighter A should win this fight 60% of the time. Mm-hmm. So if the line's minus 120, 125, I'm betting it. Right. If I conclude he wins 60% of the time and the line's 180, 190, I'm betting fighter B. Sure. Mm-hmm. To me, that's how I, that's how I place my bets. I don't right. care about anything else. Once I come up with my implied win probability, that's going to take me to my bet not the other way around. And, you know, most, a lot of betters in our industry do it the other way around. They find the bet and then they go and dig up all the data to back up their bet. Like I right, said, right. we all do it. Do we pick sure, the narrative sure. that supports our position sure, sure, and sure. ignore all the data that doesn't? I do it for all the UFC shows. I lay up right. all the time. I'm like, right. I'm going to come in with all the stats and data that reflect how great my fighter looks. Right, and right, more right. all the shit that makes the other guy right. look good. Absolutely. Right. For and my I, argument. And that's what I've uh, I've found in the past because I, I write a uh, weekly UFC blog and I give out some picks and different stuff. And uh, that's what I found too is trying to keep my personal bias out of it because I've been such a fan for so long. It's just been one of the harder things and trying to pay attention to the charts and what – why is Vegas actually setting the lines like this? And most of the time, the side that I want to take originally is because I'm betting with my heart and not because of what it actually matters. So that definitely everything you said right there is 100% key and critical. I feel like we have just been absolutely going. I mean, there is nothing but wise <laughs> words coming right now, Yanni. Partner, anything you got over there, my friend? So I, I have uh, some last questions here. Colton's obviously our diehard UFC uh, you know, writer, fan, uh, you know, analyst. I have been the last five years, week by week, learning more about the UFC. I've become a huge fan since it came on ESPN Plus, and it was casual fan when I was younger. But now I'm, you know, also trying to get on a week to week basis. Do you find more value in the uh, the lesser build cards as opposed to as opposed to McGregor Poirier? Do you find a lot more value on, I guess, the card from this past weekend? Let's say. I'm so glad you asked that question. Um, because they're com- you have to approach them completely different because it's like right. I said, remember, I know they're sports, but we're not betting sports. We're betting markets. Mm-hmm. So the, the, what's the market made up of? What kind of money is going to make up that market? When it's UFC 265, there's going to be a lot more casual money right, than right. on fight night. Right. That's at eight in the morning. Right. So when a line's moving on UFC 265, Saturday night, night of the fight, I'm not going to conclude that that's sharp money. Right. That could be right. just a ton of a wave of square money and mm-hmm. the books trying to balance their, their risk. But right. now if I see on a fight night card that's at 8 a.m. at Apex, 8, 8, 8, you know, in the morning, and it's the second prelim, and that line moves 60, 70 cents of the morning of the fight. Yeah. I'm paying attention. Right. Yeah. Like, which, hey, it matters. Which, hey, shout, shout out, shout out Uncle Dana for doing that. I mean, some of these fight nights have been oh, way better, them. way better yeah. than the actual pay-per-views. I, I mean, I, shout I, out I, Uncle Dana. I, I mean, come on. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, awesome. I did more damage last Saturday. I enjoyed it more than mm-hmm. the pay-per-view card the week prior. I made Same. bigger bets last Same. Saturday than on the pay-per-view. Same. What I will say is this, and I'm glad you brought up the UFC market. Mm. And I say this to all you aspiring young betters that don't want to use a service, because why should you? You could figure out how to win, or it isn't even a a quant that went to MIT, but you could still figure it out. Shit, I did. Um, (laughs) Here's what I you need to focus on: the smaller markets. What Mm. I just said. Right. MMA. 
and even dig into LFA, dig into Ryzen, dig into one, mm, mm. look at those smaller cards. You know why? Because you're not trading against the sharpest guy on the planet. Right. Remember who you're trading against. When you're betting the NFL, you're trading against the sharpest traders in the world. You're mm. not going to beat us, dude. You're right. not beating us. You're not <laughs> beating us. You're just I not. love it. I'm sorry. You're not doing it, dude. Right. I, I've, right. I've been here 30 years and I finally figured out how to barely turn profit in, in the NFL. Right. It's that kind of market. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, right. Stick to the smaller markets. Go to mixed martial arts. Look at those, even if you're going to get into major sports, because you're like, no, but I like the NFL or I like college football. I like NBA. Focus on a particular conference. Focus on a division. Dig in, like specialize. That's where your chance is best. Because mm. when you specialize, now you may dig into prop markets, player props, team totals. Those are small markets. Remember, who are you trading against in those? You're not trading against, you know, the Billy Walters type of guys right they're not trading 500 dollars props right you right. can beat those guys all absolutely. day absolutely absolutely bet against them don't go betting against me what are you nuts <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't want that problem i love, dude. It. I love it no no uh, uh, please don't take that as a disrespect no, hey, no, no, no absolutely it. Not. I'm, I'm not knocking everyone but no it's like, absolutely not I, I got like i said i got involved with equities and with crypto and because I got lucky and I have uh, someone that, from the sports betting industry that's in there that looked after me. And, you know, when I, I found out the money's in options hmm. and I wanted to get in the trading options. Right. Dude, he sat me down. He said, if I hear if you trade an, a single freaking option on your own, he's like, I'll never give you advice again <laughs> in my life. You can't win. You will not win trading options. Yeah. He's like this. I went, this is a gentleman who went Ivy League, who, who's done nothing but financial markets his whole life. And he's like, I trade options because I eat people like you for breakfast. Like, <laughs> if you, if you, yeah. you go sign up right now on TD Ameritrade and tell them, you, say you want to trade options, they're going to ask you a bunch of questions because they're trying to protect the consumer. You can't just go on there and trade options. You know why? Because they know who's on the other side of that trade. Sure. That you have no chance. That right. the average that you're going against the best algorithms on the planet, the best traders, guys that play billions of dollars just to get a second of speed faster on their trade. That's who you're trading against. You think you're going to beat that? Right. When you're betting NFL, you're trading against the guys I'm working with that are moving <laughs> these lines. You're not beating them, dude. Yeah, Why exactly. Why do you think folks beat moving these lines when they bet? Exactly. Because they win. Like, again, I don't, you may, it may in time be able to beat those markets, but don't start out there. Right. Like, don't <laughs> come to Vegas and be like, I'm going to get rich betting the NFL. Are you kidding me? <laughs> come and say I'm getting rich betting WNBA. I'll say, Dude, he may be crazy, but he's got a shot. <laughs> right. But if you come here and say, I'm getting rich betting the NFL, I'm going to say, oh, is he crazy? He's an idiot. Yeah. Like, just say, it just ain't going to happen. It just ain't going to happen. And I'm I'm glad like, you're you talking don't know about what niche. he's up against. Like, please, I it, it again. I don't mean to insult, but it would no. just show me that this better doesn't even have a clue of what he's up against. That mm. he really thinks watching Sports Center, knowing all the players' names, and all that that he actually has a shot against them. 
Sure. When nothing like. And again, that's wise words. I mean, that's wise words. One hundred fifty percent. I don't want to discourage. I'm here to inspire. No. Yeah. But I keep it real, dude. You just gotta be I'm, smart. I'm not here to yeah. fill you with hopium. I'm yeah. here to keep it real. I love it. Hopium. And, and for the guys that that could embrace it and be like, you know what? Yeah, let's do this. Let's do. It. You could do it. You can right. do it. There's no nothing stopping you from being a winning sports better, mm. except doing it right. That's sure. what I'm trying to, to get across. That's unfortunately, I can't stress this enough. Be careful what you consume. Mm. Because if we know that 99% of bettors lose who bet, who do you think is producing all the sports betting content? The 1% that's actually winning, they have that much time. They're actually able to win and then <laughs> produce all the content. Very rarely. Again, not saying me, because if, if you look at Twitter, that's what look at yesterday during NFL. I didn't I wasn't able to send a single tweet. Right. Like if you're if you're grinding, you can't. Like yep. if you have time to be tweeting 70 times throughout games, you ain't winning, dude. There's no chance. I know <laughs> what it takes. I'm at the end of my rope where I'm a year or so away of not just cutting it down like MMA mm. because that's what I mm -hmm. originate through myself. That's what I love the most. And that's my right. highest ROI. Right. So, you know, why do all the other stuff? But mm. because right now when I'm doing NBA, college basketball, NHL, NFL, college football, I gave our Argentinian uh, <laughs> soccer and Peruvian soccer the other day. Hey, the cash I is the cash. I couldn't name you the teams. It makes the it to players. the pay window. It makes it to the pay window, <laughs> Yanni. Exactly. That's We're what I'm fine saying. with it. But that stuff takes time. Sure, that yeah. You can't be doing videos. You can't be, unfortunately, that shit takes time. Yeah. But I want to be doing more of it, the content stuff. Sure. And to actually do it and make it valuable, I'm going to have to like, slow down on the amount of sports I, I bet and release. You just can't right. do everything. You can't and you know, we, we've talked about that a lot with our, our uh, guests in the past is that getting really niche like that will definitely help you. And, and we talked about it a little earlier on in this show as far as, and you've just said it right there, 99% of betters aren't going to be the winning betters. And yeah, you're going to have those losing days. And Riley, in your question, you said, I mean, is it, was it more even dangerous back in the day or even like Twitter fingers nowadays? And, and like you, you battle that. But I think what the most key part is nowadays with so many people trying to break into the industry or, or make that content, right, is actually being entertaining, actually being enjoyable, actually being able to sit down and, and stop and have a conversation and, and watch something like this and not be completely blank. Because, hey, I can, and just like I'm sure you can too, Yanni, you can scroll through Twitter for five minutes and see 1,000 avatar, no face, no nobody that put out 15 plays today that you should tail, BOL, best of luck, everybody, here we go. But they don't ever have the yones to come and put their face right on the screen and actually do something. So I think that's really, really key, really critical, what everything you're saying. I mean, I'm absolutely blown away. Wise words left, right, and center, Yanni. <laughs> I, I, I'm I speechless make, myself. Sorry. Could I just make one public service announcement? Seriously, please, please. This is the most important thing I'm ever going to say on, please, on a show on. like this. Volume and up, I, volume I, up. I, I, honestly, I couldn't say it on most platforms I'm on because it would look like I'm insulting the business, and that's sure. not what I'm doing. Because sure. without those businesses, I would never. You would not not know who I am. Mm, you would right. not know who Kelly is. You would like. Sure. You need these platforms. Right. So I'm not knocking the pick selling businesses. Sure, sure. I'm knocking the industry when I talk. 
And if you feel I'm attacking you personally, then it's your own insecurity. Hey. And like I said, you need some self-evaluation. Tough <laughs> tit. Sorry. <Here's> what <laughs> I'm going to ask, what my best public service announcement I could give you for all you aspiring betters out there, and this is from someone in the pick selling industry, don't buy picks. Don't buy picks. <laughs> Please do not buy picks. If you're going to pay, pay for information, pay for a service. Mm. Don't pay for picks. No one has a pick. Sure. There's not a single person. I've done this now, like I said, 20 plus years. I love Worked that. with the sharpest guys in the world, yeah. not mm -hmm. here in Vegas, in the world for right. different sports. And none of them could give me a pick that was a guaranteed winner. None of them. Mm, right. So nobody on Twitter is going to do that. Right. Nobody's selling you <laughs> a game of the week is going to do that. A game of the month, a game of the, the year. The Mortal Lock Whale Buster 12 unit 5,000. I mean, come on, Yanni. You mean that doesn't pay, work? Dude, I, I, pay, <laughs> I, I pay over 2,000 a month for financial information. Yeah. It's worth it to me. Right. Like there's services out there that are worth paying for. Sure. That's not yeah. what I'm saying. Sure. But I don't, if I pay for a financial service, I'm not paying for this guy to give me a stock pick. Right. Like, right. Or, or to tell me what he's done his last three days, his last three weeks. Yeah. Like, right. It's, it's up to me to do the due diligence. Yeah. And what I, my public service announcement is use your rational brain, not your emotional brain. When someone is touting their 10 and 0, ask them about their 11th pick. When someone tells you, about their last week, ask them how their month's going. Mm -hmm. When they tell you how their month is, tell them, ask how their year's been. Sure. If they can't tell you how their last 500 bets are, their last five shouldn't matter to you. If their last 1,000 aren't profitable, mm. their last 10 should be meaningless. Right. right. Just if they're nine and oh, them winning or losing the next pick, it is the, the probability isn't greater or lesser hmm. if they're a losing better. It's the exact same. They right, won right. the nine prior by sure randomness mm -hmm. and they're yeah. increasing their label because they're winning. Like right, you notice right. how it went from that now and it's when they're in that five and oh, six and oh run, it now becomes a game of the month comes up. Oh, or how yeah. that's always on Saturday or Sunday, the day everyone's buying. <laughs> oh, and yeah, baby. It's never oh, a 9 yeah. a.m. game. How oh, that game of no. the year is never a 9 a.m. No. game. Because you want it to be up for sale all day. Oh, like, yeah. Dude, that's what I'm telling you. I've been through the good and the bad of this nonsense. Sure, sure. But there are pieces and people that do it right. But it's on you to do your due diligence and right. hunt them out. You and that's what, what that's what we've always tried to say too. I mean, we said uh, when we first created Talking the Line and to break into the industry and start making connections like this, it's like we don't ever want to sell picks to you guys. Maybe at some point in time we will be good enough to have our own metrics, our own systems, our own analysis. Like Ken Palm, for instance, during college basketball, during, absolutely, I'll spend twenty dollars every day of the week and ten times on Sundays for stuff like that. It's a but service, exactly, it's exactly, service. and and that's but what I, we've I, always I, tried I to stress. People with yeah. me, I tell them, don't buy, dude. Like right. when if, if I'm on a nine and zero streak, and sometimes that's what we, they're supposed to do. That's their job. That's how they stay right. in business. <laughs> right. They'll tweet it out. Dude, I won't even retweet it a lot of times. Because sure. I'm like, I don't even want it. I don't want these kind of clients. Like, yeah. I don't want the guy that's going to buy because he sees I'm 9-0. Yeah. He's mm -hmm. chasing. Yeah, or he's absolutely. Like, that's not the guy I want. 
I yeah. want the guy that gets inspired because they see my last 365 days and right. see that I'm only, I'm, I'm not only that I'm 55% and that, you know, that's better than fucking the other thing you do on there. Yeah. Able to do, obviously. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if, if that, if that's for you, then I'm for you. Sure. If not, then dude, it's no, no, no harm, no foul. Like I'm not soliciting. Right. Thank God. I'm in, a, right. I'm in a position now in my life where I don't have to sell another pig. So right. I, I want to be honest because everything I have is from pig selling. Right. That's why I, I, I don't want to see betters, uh, clients, subscribers make mistakes. Like if you're, if I'm not for you, I'm not for you. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's if you're doing this for entertainment, for fun and have at it, if you're yeah. doing this for, you know, your hard earned money, then you have to take it seriously too. Mm. And it's on you to do your due diligence. Right. and not chase games of the year you know what i mean because <laughs> right. if that's yeah. what you're doing with your hard-earned money you know you're looking for trouble yeah. you know like i said no more times than not we know when we're doing the wrong thing mm. it's just like bad wins on bad bets reinforce bad habits right. so right. take bad habits out of the tool belt and you know for me that's that's always a goal and that's yeah. a bad habit needing that lock uh, right. that, that mm. game that's not going to mm. loot. Like, why should one game be that important? You made it that important. Right. You got yourself right. in a situation where that game matters more than it should. Yeah. And it, it's I, no right. different than any other game. I always you're make making that joke it matter too. because you're in debt, because you chase, or because you want to go somewhere next month and you need mm. plane fare. Like yeah. you, you're doing it for all the right. wrong reasons and you know it. Yeah. So like, again, Got to be honest with ourselves out there. Yep. It's not, it's not easy. It's not fun. No, you got to, you know, got to be honest. Got to take some blame. I absolutely love it. Yanni partner. We have been at this for over an hour now, my friends. Talk about a season two premiere. I am beside myself. <laughs> Yanni. I don't even know. I'm going to have to go back and watch this three times myself. There is yeah. so many wise words, knowledge, information in here that is all going to make us better, betters. This is why we reached out to you, my friends. We know, or my friend, we know you had the knowledge, had the insights. And I mean, we went down so many rabbit holes, but I feel like we have, we, we need a Yanni 2.0 for maybe season <laughs> Anytime, three. Anytime, man. I like mean, I said, I, any opportunity I have to, to give back in to support sites like yours that offer me a platform to mm. give back. I, I appreciate it, man. And like I said, you're doing it the right way. I, like I saw you appreciate doing that. it the right way. I appreciate but when that. you reached out, I, it took off two seconds to agree. Hey, so well, we, we both appreciate the absolute hell out of that, Yanni. I mean, I said at the beginning, we both have looked up to you for so long and to get those words, my friends, that means uh, that means from the bottom of both of our hearts. I wish you all the luck, sure. man. I hope you Absolutely. guys crush it. I swear, I hope hey, you crush it. Hey. Whether it's you find a sport, you you find we'll, something. Hey, we'll still we'll still so, be here for a long time. We got the black mink story. May I remind you before K I V and M I V. So hey, we we're, we're doing all right. Nothing but time. We've made some great connections, um, much like uh, with you as well. But just multiple people in the industry, and we can't wait to see where this keeps going and. Uh, hopefully 20 years down the road we'll be able to uh, pay it back and do the same thing you're doing so before we get out of here before we decide to d deliberate a little bit off show about yanni 2.0 please <laughs> my friend if you could be so kind share with us share with our viewers uh as 
as in, in much of a synopsis as you can. I know you're all over the internet, all over the radio waves, everywhere. Where can we mainly find your news, your insights, your analysis, everything in between, so we can uh, follow you on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, go check out my Twitter at Greek underscore Gambler. That's home base for everything. I like. I I I don't. Ha- I wish I had the time to do more content in social mm. media. Instead, I focus on one or two things, and Twitter's been where I share the most info, the most content. And then I do some Instagram too, same name at Greek underscore gambler. Go to those. That's what I like to promote. I don't like to promote any sites that I offer anything for sale because again, you'll find that stuff if that's what you're looking for. Right now you're looking for sports betting content and information and you go to Greek underscore gambler. That's what you'll find just like you found here. That's all, you know, absolutely. go there. You won't go wrong. I love it. it. Absolutely. And you talked about doing your due diligence. I promise you, my friends, if you want to get into the buying the picks, everything in between, I know we went down so many rabbit holes. There is so much other electric content, amazing content that uh, Yanni has coming out. And I can't wait to uh, get this bad boy published and sit back here and uh, watch an episode of DWCS or something in between and say, hey, hey, I know that guy personally now. We got to have him on again. <laughs> I am so, so grateful for everything, Yanni, my friend. I, I know I speak for both me and Mags. Um, yep. We can't say it enough for you taking your time here today. Hour and 11 minutes, almost hour and 12 minutes, more than we could ever ask. So once again, thank you so much, my friend. We appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. Pleasure's all mine, guys. Thank you. Best the luck to all out there. Hey, appreciate it. Last but certainly not least, we always like to uh, send it off the only way we know how. So ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide, from myself, from Mags, from Yanni, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday, unless you have any other plans. And hey, partner, let's cash some tickets.